Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the fearless, one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today. It is Wednesday evening. Yeah, I was going to record last night. I was going to do my my regular Tuesday episode, and I kept kind of putting it off and putting it off, and then sure enough, a storm comes in and knocks out our power again. Uh, At least this time, it, it seemed to be driven by the storm, and it wasn't just some random electrical failure. So my power was like in and out all of last night. It kept it would come back on for like 10 minutes and then it would go back off again. And I just decided I would wait until today to do to do the uh the episode. So that is why we are here on a Wednesday. And I regret to inform you that I think this will probably be the only episode I can do this week. I'm going out of town on Friday for a little short trip to Guadalajara, and tomorrow night I am doing the um, actual Anarchy podcast with with uh, those guys again. We're doing, I think I mentioned this before, we're doing one of my all-time favorites, Point Break, tomorrow night. If you are in their sort of inner circle, if you're one of their Patreon supporters, I think you get to watch the live stream of this, and we usually, I mean, last time we went for, I think, three hours or so. I had a lot of fun uh, talking with those guys, so uh, I'm pretty pumped for this one. I like this movie a lot better than uh, Desperado to begin with, so this should be a lot of fun. If you are not one of their Patreon supporters, I think they released the episode like the following week or like the next Monday or something like that, if I remember correctly. So uh, maybe there'll be some extra content for you there, but I, um, yeah, I'm just not going to have time to, I'm leaving Friday morning for Guadalajara, so... Uh, and I get back Monday. So uh, I'll resume the regular schedule next Tuesday. But until then, this will be it, I believe. Um, the other thing, I, the other announcement I have is I um, I got some samples. I've been talking to this merchandise company for a while now. And I actually set up something on their website. But I haven't, I haven't been able to figure out how to actually create any designs yet. But they sent me some samples of some clothes i got got myself a tank top and a sweatshirt just because i wanted to test sort of the range of their products but they offer basically anything you can imagine from uh tank tops to coffee mugs and so we're getting a little merch going for the podcast and i'm pretty excited about that i guess it's a little long overdue i do have some of the um yeah i have various uh logo logo things and designs already um that i've already had artists design design over the last uh, couple of years that will probably be submitted um to this to the site 
And you may have, if you're in the private Facebook group or you follow me on Twitter, you may know that I, I put out some feelers to see if anybody wanted to design some uh, logos for some merch. So if that is you, if you know how to use the uh, the computers to make some digital art, maybe that's something you want to take a crack at, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction, or join the private Facebook group and uh, send a, a, put a post up or respond to the post that I have up on there. T Public is the name of the site that I'm partnering with. So they they have a bunch of other uh, like podcasts and things that they um, they sell merch for. So they're handling like the the whole you know all the, all the back end shit. I just upload designs and then they give you the options of of what you want to put the designs onto. And it looks like pretty good quality stuff. I, I was happy with what they sent me. So. Um, I will be working on getting some stuff up on there so you guys can start rocking some tank tops or whatever and, and support the show that way as well. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. Oh, and <laughs> I'm happy to report the Tuesday chicken deal at Pollo Feliz is back on. I don't know if it was just like a one week hiatus or something, but that really made my Tuesday night being able to get my uh, my grilled chicken fixed. So false alarm on that front as well and it looks like they're putting on the full court press for the delta variant everything i am seeing now across all of the u.s news and even here in mexico they are um man they're they're right back at it again and and this is what happens man this is it you know we let them get away with this shit for the last year and a half we we uh we took them at their word for the two weeks to flatten the curve, and then we took them at their word after they reneged on that, and they locked us down for a year and a half or so in, in certain places in the U.S. Then we then we believed them when they said that if you get vaccinated, you're gonna get all of these freedoms back. You'll be able to go indoors without wearing a mask, and you'll be able to participate in concerts and all of these cool activities. They're gonna give you a little bit of your freedoms back. You know, they took a hundred percent of them away, and then they give you twenty five percent back. But now the narrative has changed once again because Delta variant. The Delta variant is taking the world by storm. Infection rates are climbing. Hospitalization rates are climbing. And oh boy, we gotta we gotta mask up again. We might have to lock down again. And maybe we need a third shot for the Pfizer, um, the Pfizer vaccines. You know, there's a lot of mixed messaging coming out right now between the, the Biden administration, the CDC. And just government in general, shocking that they can't get their fucking act together. But you know, I have uh, I have some some clips here from Joe Biden. None of this makes any sense. I mean, n- nothing has made sense for this entire COVID hysteria thing. And the reason it doesn't make sense is because they these people are completely full of shit. If they weren't full of shit, everything would make sense. Like, there wouldn't be all this flip-flopping back and forth. There wouldn't be all these contradictions 
um, you know, Joe Biden is uh, looking to require. This is the the this has been the lead story on Drudge the last couple of days. Uh, I've seen articles all over the internet about it. He he wants to require federal workers to get the COVID vaccine or submit to like daily testing, like really strict testing measures. Okay, and he was just giving like a press conference. And he had like this great Joe Biden moment where he thinks he's like being like a real clever, smart ass kind of guy where uh, one of the reporters asked him if he was going to mandate vaccines for federal employees. And he said, that's under consideration now. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. And, and he, he, he said that twice. Yeah, he's, he's so clever, you know, Joe, Joe Biden. You're not nearly as smart as I thought you were, except that it turns out that these vaccines are uh, not really working too well against the Delta variant. As we, we I touched upon on the last episode I did, I think it was like 39% effective against the, the Delta variant, according to Israel. But uh, uh, apparently, a, a few weeks ago, there was a report from Israel that revealed that half of the new infections listed were with people who had been fully vaccinated. So these vaccinations as predicted on this podcast by yours truly, are completely inept, or virtually inept against the constantly changing strains of this virus that are, are never going away. That's why like, this whole push for these vaccines is absolutely ridiculous. Because if you knew anything about the, the way vaccinations work, and believe me, I know just enough to be dangerous but you you knew that the way this virus was and the way the vaccine was designed that it was going to be like the flu virus it, it was and i know it's like oh well don't compare it to the flu why not somebody give me a reason why i can't compare this to the flu the symptoms are almost exactly the same the vaccines operate <laughs> virtually the same way uh you know they're they're gonna have to just kind of guess as like going forward, you know, years down the road, they're going to have to guess which strain of the COVID vaccine is going to be really bad this year. And that's what the vaccine is going to be for. Right now, they just have the one, right? Or the, I mean, they have the three different versions of it or whatever, but it's just for like the generic COVID, the first COVID that we uh, that we were experiencing. All of these other variants, they don't have a an exact vaccine for yet. And so places like California are going back to the mask mandate, even for vaccined people. Um, the CDC has reversed their decree again. They are now recommending masks, not just for the unvaccinated, but for vaccinated people as well. And this is because of the, the Delta variant being able to evade these vaccines that they came up with. So all of you guys who believed in the, the government's narrative, who trusted your government that you were going to get your freedoms back if you just got vaccinated. And even to this day, Joe Biden is just saying, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Look at these notes. Like, you know, everybody who's getting vaccinated is, uh, you know, they're not the ones dying from this. They're not the ones being hospitalized. Well, if that were true, why the need for the masks, right? And, and um and if these vaccines are not going to actually work against these variants, why the the requirement for workers to get them? And like, and and how how soon before you not only um, do you have to get the vaccine and wear your mask, but mask, but you'll also have to submit to daily testing. 
I mean, that's that's right around the corner because we're seeing vaccinated people get sick from this left and right. So, you know, on the one hand, you've got uh, Joe Biden saying, just get vaccinated and everything will be fine, right? That the, the reason we're having all of these, these surges in cases is because all of these unvaccinated people are just wandering around spreading the, the, the virus to everybody. And then you have the, the CDC coming out and saying, well, we're reversing our guidance on wearing masks. You know, you should wear them indoors, even if you're fully vaccinated. You have Israel saying that like half of their new cases are, are people that were vaccinated, that the vaccines don't seem to be stopping the Delta variant uh, from infecting people. So we're, we're just all over the place now. We're all over the place now. And the, the reason most people got the vaccines to begin with was so that they could take the mask off, so that they could resume normalcy. Don't you remember all of those people, all of those poor Poor, gullible people who who were just like, oh man, I just can't wait for this vaccine. Once we get this vaccine, we can return to normal or the new normal. I can resume my life again. I can go out. I can hug people again. Well, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't appear to be the case if you're worried about the Delta variant now. You were duped once again. You know, people are getting really sick of this and, and rightfully so. But the problem is that you keep complying. The problem is that you keep putting up with it. We want the lockdowns to go away. We want the mask mandates to go away. We want to be able to resume our, our regular lives. Except that because you keep complying, because we keep giving these uh, uh, mostly unelected bureaucrats, but the elected ones as well, once because we keep giving them the power to to rule over us and because we keep complying with all of their uh, ridiculous mandates that they keep changing from one day to the next, that's precisely why they will never go away. This is up to us. This is up to the American people. It's nullification just like you know you would for any other sort of uh, federal government overreach. We just have to do it on like a, on an individual uh, personal level. You know, people just have to stop complying. Just peaceful nullification, not doing it. No, we're not going to do that. And when 320 million people just say, no, we're not going to do it, that is the end of that. You know, here, and I, I just saw an article here in Mexico, they're, they're putting in new measures for August, for the month of August, because they want to be able to open up schools in September. And and so, you know, the cases are climbing here, apparently, just like they are everywhere else. The Delta variant, there's a Colombian variant that I just heard hit the shores of Florida now. Uh, but so they're they're restricting capacity in places. I, I think they made it so that they're closing all uh, bars and clubs and nightclubs for the month of August. And they're going to give the employees there some sort of guaranteed income for the month of August. But restaurants are still going to be open. Um, and, and people are still going to be party. Like there's <laughs> every, every time they do stuff like this, people just move the, the party from the nightclub to an Airbnb that they rent. And this is all, I mean, this is all just a bunch of nonsense. Like why, why couldn't they open schools? Like what are they worried about? Children with, with COVID-19? They, they don't get it. They, they really don't. They don't transmit it. They don't get uh, severe cases of it. 
Like that's the, you know, they, they keep telling us that the whole point of the vaccine, it's like, well, yeah, it's not a hundred percent foolproof. You can still get the virus, but if you get it, it protects against severe outcomes. Well, okay. Let's, uh, let's say that that is true. We will take them at their word on that, even though they don't deserve to be taken at their word, but okay. So the vaccine prevents, uh, protects people against really severe outcomes from catching the virus and chances are you won't be hospitalized you'll get a mild case of it it's like well okay then why i ask you is there this push to get everybody vaccinated you know if it all it does is protect against severe outcomes well not everybody gets severe outcomes the only people that are getting severe outcomes are the elderly uh, people with like certain underlying conditions and compromised immune systems and things like that so why why is there a push to get children vaccinated, young, healthy teenagers vaccinated, people under the age of like 50 vaccinated? If the, the chances of them having severe outcomes, regardless of vaccination status, are severely low, why, why this push? None of this makes any sense. But now what are they going to do? You know, what are they going to use as that carrot to get people vaccinated? If even if you're vaccinated, you still have to live your life like an unvaccinated uh, Trump supporter. right? You, you can't um, you, you can't go anywhere without your mask. You can't really do anything. You can't you, you know, you still got a social distance. What are they going to use to entice people to get the vaccine other than just like give away like straight up we'll just give you money or something? They won't be able to. They're, they're not going to be able to entice anybody. So you're going to have to you're going to see them have to rely more and more increasingly on the use of force. And they're going to get more brutal with their tactics and more forceful with their language and their repercussions for not playing ball, for not falling in line, for not getting there. There's going to be consequences, more and more severe consequences, more and more government force, because after all, that's what government is. It's a monopoly on the use of force and they're out of carrots. They're out of sticks. So so here come the mandates. Here come all the the, the repercussions of, of disobeying the government that that's uh, that is the next move you're going to see them get more and more you you've lost the ability to have an option now it's not an option it's you, you have to do this if you want to work you have to do this if you want to eat you have to do this if you want to live and and how can they make the case for all of these vaccine mandates if if these vaccines are proving to be ineffective against new strains i mean this is they are really losing control of this and this is what this is what life is looking like it's going to be like for all of the lemmings out there who keep looking to government to tell them how to live their lives you're going to keep hopping from one foot to the next based off of pseudoscience at, and like which way the wind is blowing it, it, when is it going to end H- how much longer are you going to keep listening to the, the the CDC and the Joe Bidens of the world give you conflicting information you know, I keep thinking, I don't know why this is stuck in my head, but like the, the, the scene from Wayne's World where they're playing hockey in the street and they keep having to pause the game for traffic and, you know, game on, game off, game on. That, that's, that's what it is with the mask. It's mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off. Now it's mask on again for everybody. And they just keep you know, it, it just seems like they're they're working toward that ultimate goal. You know, they, they, they take a lot of ground 
and when they and when we push back on it, they say, "Oh, okay, well, they're not ready for that. We'll ease back on some of these restrictions, and then let's try it again a few months later." And next time there's a surge in cases or a new variant, they they start floating these ideas out there again. Uh, Vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, and they just keep, you know, uh, grinding away at us until we're going to until we give in. That really seems to be what the goal is here. You know, we were very against the idea of vaccine passports six months ago, but now with the new Delta variant, oh my goodness, Maybe now it's a little more palatable to a lot of people. And, and then maybe who, who knows where they go after that? You know, some sort of social credit score that, you know, this is this is like a never ending game that they're going to play. They're going to keep testing us, throwing out these trial balloons, testing us for weaknesses, and they're going to keep fucking with you. They're going to keep locking stuff down arbitrarily, closing this, closing that. Stay-at-home order, temporary stay-at-home order, school closures, mask mandates, uh, mandatory vaccine, like you name it. They can do whatever they want because we've allowed them to get away with basically everything. And if they, you know, if they go a little too far, they'll pull back a little bit and they'll wait for the next surge. Even though I don't even think these numbers are are worse than they were when we were locked down. I I don't know. I'd have to probably look into it a little more. But they'll wait for the next variant and see if they can scare, scare you again into giving up some more of your freedom. And the way I see it, I mean, we have... I guess we have two choices, right? We can comply or we could go and just live our lives. I don't understand why it can't just be done on a voluntary basis. If you want to get vaccinated and wear your mask everywhere, you do that. If you don't want to go to crowded restaurants and bars and theaters and things like that, then don't go. Um, if you only want to go to vaccinated events, only go to fully vaccinated events. There, If there's a market for it, you know, I see these articles about, you know, San Francisco, a lot of restaurants are requiring vaccine, uh, basically a, a vaccine card, you know, vaccine status in order to eat there. Okay, uh, whatever. I, I don't understand why there has to be a mandate. None of these mandates have, have seemed to help with anything. The, you know, the we, we've been in a, a worldwide pandemic for well over a year now with all sorts of lockdowns and mandates in place. And all of it just proves to be inept. Look at the charts of, you know, the, the, the Tom Woods charts that he puts out there of, of lockdowns and mask mandates and all this stuff. And you can't, nobody can tell the difference. Nobody knows, you know, what, what what's going on. Like even some of the most um, heavily, the, the biggest surges in cases are coming from places in California that have the highest vaccination rates. And then, like I said, go back to it. Look at what's happening in Israel. I mean, this is this is the way it's going to be. I don't know why we keep fighting this. Can't we just accept that we cannot? Like, there is no government solution to this. There is is not going to be some mandate, some government decree that's going to stop this virus. I mean, if this if this actually worked, why wouldn't we do it with other viruses too? It really is just amazing that the way the human the psychology of this works. I mean, if you had been born into a world that already had COVID nineteen and we didn't do anything different, you know, we just we just lived our lives and like some people got COVID. If you were old and and had diabetes, you you might die of it. 
Um, if you are young and healthy, you get a, a fever for a few days. And you might lose your sense of smell or your sense of taste for a while. That, that's a little creepy, but uh, I mean, like, if this had already existed, I don't think our reaction to it would be nearly a, as um, hysterical as it is now. I mean, there's a lot of, of, of like weird shit that you can get that is, is a lot worse for a lot of people than COVID-19. But I wonder, I wonder how all of these vaccinated people are feeling. I mean, do you feel duped? Do you feel betrayed? That they're going back on everything that they promised if you had just gotten the vaccine that they would allow you to do? Or are you just being like, well, you know, if it's for our own health and safety and the safety of others, I guess we better put the mask back on. I don't know. I mean, that that, that sort of way of thinking is, is very foreign to me. So that is a legitimate question that I'm asking. If you got the vaccine because you were not because you were worried about getting COVID-19, but because you wanted to resume life as we used to know it, be able to go in a grocery store without your mask on, be able to live your life as you see fit. And now all of a sudden they're, they're going back on that. They're reneging on that again, because there's a new variant and an uptick in cases. How do you, how does that make you feel? And how much longer are you going to put up with it? Like, we only get one crack at this. We get one bite at the apple. You get one life to live, right? How much of it do you want to spend buried behind some uncomfortable mask, worrying that you might get sick? Social distancing, not talking to people, not hugging people, no social contact, not going out to eat, not going to, to theaters and enjoying the arts and doing things that give human beings pleasure. How much of your life are you going to waste trying not to die? <laughs> and and for most of us, it's not even trying not to die. It's trying not to get sick. Anyway, let's take a second and thank our sponsor for today's show. That is our dear friends over at Lorenzati, Italy, bringing you premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door or to that coffee house that you want to set up to give people that old world Italian coffee house feel. They are our longest running, oldest sponsor, our first love. Love these guys over at Lorenzotti, Italy. So go to lorenzotti.coffee. Use my promo code FICTION and you'll get 10% off your order. You will be supporting this show. You will be supporting liberty-minded entrepreneurs and getting some good coffee in the process. It is a win-win-win situation. Lorenzotti is spelled L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code is FICTION. Go check them out. Order some coffee. Send somebody you know a nice little care package. You will not be sorry. Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction for 10% off. All right. The other thing I thought I would touch on with today's show is just a little bit of an inflation update. I have never seen, I can't recall a time in my life when I've seen more articles and interviews of people talking about inflation. Now, we had the uh, the Federal Reserve, the FOMC had their... Um, well, the Federal Reserve had their open market uh, committee meeting today, the FOMC, Federal Open Market Committee. 
and I, I haven't listened to whatever the fuck Powell was talking about, but I'm sure he was trying to downplay inflation and talk about how the Fed can taper their balance sheet and everything like that, which is just complete bullshit. It, it is complete bullshit. The, they have no control over inflation at this point. The only thing they can do to try to combat it is raise rates drastically, which will destroy this complete house of cards that they've spent the last 15 years building. But Joe Biden was doing, I think it was like a town hall or something like that. And these clips were making the rounds on the internet of him just really struggling to get through this thing. But he was asked about inflation and he gave an explanation of inflation and how it works. And surprisingly, it was completely wrong. Like if you listen to what Joe Biden says... It is uh, 180 degrees off the mark. Like, it is the exact opposite of what inflation is and how it works. So I thought we I, I could play that clip and just sort of make fun of Joe Biden for a little bit and rant about prices going up like any good old man would rant about. I mean, I, I'm seeing, even down here in Mexico, just a lot of inflation. You Don't get me wrong. You can still live uh, very cheaply down here especially if you're not in like a major tourist town but like man you know i was in costco the other day and they have these frozen scallops that i used to like to get and for like several months they did not have these scallops i don't know if it was a seasonal thing or what but they were not there and before they before they went off the shelves it was like you know 600 pesos something like that six and change which is around 30 dollars for a bag of these big scallops you know these jumbo diver scallop type things they're frozen and they're they're pretty good you know if you know how to cook scallops you do a little surf and turf you have a nice meal when they brought them back they brought them back maybe a month ago they're about 900 pesos now which is 940 pesos, 950 pesos, something like that. You know, like $45, almost $50 for a bag of scallops now. And, and that's just one example, but like, you know, a 300 peso, like a 50% increase in the in the price of uh, of an item. Granted, it's a luxury item, but that is, that's just, I'm not paying that much for those scallops. Th those are going to sit there forever. But this inflation is going to be hitting all, all sorts of everyday items that you buy, food, gas, uh, electricity, everything that you use to depend on to create your standard of living. The, the prices are, are going to get very, very high very, very quickly. And we're, we're starting to see a lot of that, and it's getting harder and harder to deny. Unless, of course, you're Joe Biden. And he thinks that apparently if we just spend more money, if we pass the rest of his agenda, which comes at just an astronomical price tag, like just insane. These numbers are, are just crazy high now. A absolutely just pure, ridiculous fantasy land numbers. And maybe that's reflecting a lot of the inflation as well. Because, you know, they used to have like... $800 billion spending packages, stimulus packages, and now they're talking three and a half, four, five trillion dollar packages. I mean, th this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. They want to take the entire amount of taxes that they collect from the whole country and spend it on government bullshit in one bill. One bill, one piece of legislation. 
that's apparently going to solve all of our problems. I, I just don't un- understand why it hasn't worked yet. You know, just like all these other COVID precautions that we're taking, if, if all that stuff worked, why are we still having to do it a year and a half later? And if all of this government spending works, why are we at twenty, almost $29 trillion in bonded debt and still need to spend $4 trillion on some sort of government package? Like, why? what, what was the first $28 trillion for? Anyway, here's Joe Biden explaining how we need to spend more money to combat inflation. Unbelievable. Here we go. I'm pretty confident that, that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to... No, the, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about. Driving down prices, not raising prices. <laughs> okay. So that that is our, our fearless leader there, uh, bumbling, stumbling Joe Biden, explaining to you how spending more money will decrease inflation. You know, if you took everything that he, that, that whole process that he was describing... We pass these other two pieces of legislation that he wants to do that will probably cost us like $10 trillion or some obscene amount of money. And we just spend that and we get that money into the hands of the American people and then they reinvest it, right? They spend that money. You literally like every, everything, everything that he describes is exactly how you create more inflation, it's like he had the process right and then the completely wrong conclusion. Like somehow that's going to bring prices down. If that brings prices down, why are we seeing inflation now? I mean, what have we been doing up to this point? What was all of this stuff that we've just been doing? They spent fucking $7 trillion over the last year. They gave money directly to the American people. The American people spent that money like it was going out of style. And now we're seeing price inflation. So wait, why are these other two bills that they want to pass going to be any different? Like if what he's saying is how you you uh, reduce inflation. I love how the way he says it. It's like he's, uh, he's uh, what's her face, Dorothy. And he's clicking his heels like wishing that if he just says it three times, it's going to come true. <laughs> Like he is in fucking fantasy land. That is a recipe for disaster. That is like the perfect recipe for runaway inflation. Create a bunch of money out of thin air. Give it to people to spend. What are the the, the two requirements for inflation to see the effects of inflation, right? In prices is increasing the money, the money supply, right? And increasing the velocity of money. How quickly those dollars are changing hands. It's the one-two punch. You create that money, you get it out there in the economy, and people spend it. And the the faster it moves hands, the faster you see prices increase because you have more dollars in circulation, but you don't have any more production. You don't have any more goods and services to buy. You just have people with more pieces of paper with which to buy them. 
So the same amount of goods and services, but a, a vastly um, increased money supply. Prices must adjust to that to allocate the limited resources that we have. Ergo, you see prices skyrocket. Literally the opposite of what Joe Biden said. So there, there is just no way that this could bring down prices. If that brought down prices, if that, if that was uh, to create a deflationary environment, the government creates a bunch of money out of thin air and spends it, well, then how did what happened in Zimbabwe take place? Or um, what's going on in Venezuela or Weimar, Germany? Where, like, none of this makes any sense. This is absolutely ridiculous. And and people are just listening to it. Nobody challenges him on this. Nobody says, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. That's exactly what we've been doing since, like, the fucking 70s. And um, we've seen nothing but inflation. So why is it different now? What's different about these two pieces of legislation? Are you just going to write in there that, you know, this legislation reduces inflation, reduces inflation, reduces inflation, and just because you wrote it three times, that then it's going to come true? Like some abracadabra spell? I mean, what is the definition, the definition of insanity again? Doing the exact same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? So somehow he expects to do the exact same thing that the government has been doing for the last year, year plus, and instead of creating more inflation, more uh, increased prices, we're going to see a decrease in prices, um, a decrease in inflation is what he actually said. But you guys know, because you are all stable geniuses that listen to the Peddling Fiction podcast, that the very creation of the money is the inflation. That's the expansion of the money supply. Now, the increase in prices can be the result of inflation, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe prices were going to go down, prices can stay the same. So point in fact, passing these next two things that the Democrats want to pass is in fact inflation by definition. By the true definition of inflation, that is inflation, and it will do nothing to reduce inflation. I mean, the price tag on this, I have an article here. It's about some senator. Kristen Cinema, I guess, said today that she doesn't support a $3.5 trillion price tag on a major spending bill that the Democrats are trying to pass along party lines. Blah, 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 blah. I have told Senate leadership and President Biden that I support many of the goals in his proposal to continue creating jobs, growing American competitiveness, and expanding economic opportunities for Arizonans. I guess she's a senator from Arizona. I have uh, made clear that while I support beginning this process, I do not support a bill that costs $3.5 trillion, the Arizona Democrat said in a statement. Interesting. A, a Democrat is against spending $3.5 trillion. Well, I, well, again, why? I, I don't understand why. I mean, it's one thing if you don't want any government spending, but how do you draw the line at $3.5 trillion? I mean, is $2.5 trillion okay? Is $2 trillion okay? This is the same thing they do with inflation, like this 2% inflation target they have. 2% is this magical number. You know, This is like the, this Goldilocks economy that they have. Oh, that one's too hot. That's too cold. This number is just right. And there's no fucking way on the face of the earth that anybody, any one person, any group of people could know the answer to that question, which is why you need to have 
the the free market with millions of people acting in their own self-interest to discover where prices should be, to discover what jobs that we need to create. That's what expands economic opportunities and grows American competitiveness. It's the free market. It's not bureaucrats taking money from people at gunpoint and spending it on things. Spending it on things that lobbyists want them to spend it on. I mean, the lobby, make no mistake about it. The lobbyists write these bills. They write it. They, they pay off these fucking politicians with tons of money. They, they get to write, they get to insert the language into all of this legislation that they want. And then, you know, people like Joe Biden come out and brag about how much they're helping the American people. We're creating jobs and growing American competitiveness and expanding opportunities. How? How? By taking money, taking money from the American people, taking all of these resources from the free market, from the productive sector of the economy, and blowing it on a bunch of uh, pork barrel uh, government horseshit. We don't want the government creating jobs. They don't know what jobs we need. No group of people could possibly know that. It's one of the reasons why socialism fails. You cannot have this top-down managed economy. I mean, I can't think of a worse group of people than the bunch that we have in Washington to try to do it. But it doesn't matter. You can have the smartest group of people on the face of the earth. Get all these geniuses together. They don't know how to do all of this stuff. You can't. It's impossible for anybody to possess that kind of knowledge. The only system that we have devised, that man has figured out, of allocating these limited resources that we have in the most effective, efficient way possible is the free market. All of this other stuff just disrupts it. It distorts it. It fucks everything up. It's just like the mass mandates. It's just like the lockdowns. If it worked, we would have seen some fucking results by now. What has been the result of the last... But it's 60 plus years of government intervention in the economy. From Lyndon Johnson's Great Society to today, what has been the effect on the economy? What is Bernie Sanders always complaining about? Wealth inequality, stagflation, the purchasing power of the, the, the working class hasn't moved at all. The rich keep getting richer. Uh, we, we've got all, all of this joblessness. We've got homeless camps everywhere. We've got crumbling infrastructure. Well, why? Why is that? We spent more money than any government ever has on the face of the earth. To the tune of just 28 trillion so far. 28.5 last time I checked. So, what I mean, how much more do we have to spend? If the the first you know, it's it's literally like everything the government does. You know, we talk about these never-ending wars, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq. It's like, well, we couldn't get it done in the first 20 years with you know, whatever the troop count we have, 50,000 troops. What's one more year going to do with like 1,000 troops? Nothing. Nothing. It's going to be more of the same shit, just a, a unmitigated disaster. How much longer are people going to pretend that this works? This is insane to me. I cannot, for the life of me, understand how people can actually, with like a, a straight face, look at what we've been doing and come to the conclusion that, yeah, we just need a little bit more of that. Oh, we just need to spend a little more. Uh, that, that $2 trillion, it needed to be three and a half. That'll solve it. 
That'll solve it. The government needs to create more jobs and make America great again and more competitive and economic opportunities. The government doesn't do any of that. They can't. All they do is destroy. That's it. They destroy wealth. They destroy competitiveness. They destroy economic opportunities. They destroy jobs. They destroy purchasing power. They destroy standard of livings. They destroy everything that they touch. Unless, of course, you're part of the swamp. And then you're living high on the hog. You're flying in private jets. You're making six figures. You're going into Congress broke with a couple hundred thousand in student debt. And you're coming out a multimillionaire ten times over. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why anybody in Washington fights this anymore. Just do it. Three and a half trillion. Make it five or ten. Who cares? Like, let's just look. If they are right that government spending and in this managed economy by bureaucrats in Washington is the answer to all our problems, and they can figure this stuff out, why put a price tag on it? Just suspend the debt ceiling, spend as much as you want, go for it. I mean, we might as well just get it over with. We're either going to have this like trickling, this slow trickling effect that where our lives are slowly destroyed over the next 10 years, or we can get it all done at once and prove once and for all that this is complete fucking bullshit and maybe throw it into the dustbin of history where it belongs. I mean, I, I forget whose analogy this was, but it's like you, you can pour stuff out of the bottle. You know, the, the inflation is, is pouring like water out of like a big jug, right? And it, it's coming out fast, but it's still slower than if you just broke the jug, you smashed it, and it goes everywhere. Well, why don't we just smash the bottle? Just fucking smash it. Forget three and a half trillion. Make it 10. Make it 20. I don't give a shit anymore. I just want to stop talking about it. I, I don't want any more excuses. Oh, we didn't spend enough. I don't want all of this like hemming and hawing between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are going to be on board with this bullshit infrastructure bill, this reconciliation bill that they're talking about. Not for three and a half trillion. They'll get it down to like, you know, 2.3 or some other bullshit number. And then that's going to give the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes of the world all the ammunition. You see, it, it needed to be bigger. That, that's their answer to everything. That's the Keynesian answer to everything. Oh, we just need to spend more. Okay, how much would you need to spend? Oh, we don't know. Okay, then we're not going to put a price tag on it. But w when do we get to call bullshit on your approach? When do you get proven uh, that this is absolutely ridiculous and not the way that you create jobs or grow an economy or create opportunity or competitiveness or anything else, any of these other buzzwords that they talk about, reducing wealth inequality. I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious when, when people are eating their family pets and rummaging through the garbage for their next meal that, that this is not the solution to our problems. So why don't we just hit the nas on this, kick in the afterburners, and let's just you know go warp speed to that point. Why why this slow trickling pain? Just get it over with. Just get us there. I mean, we spent 28 trillion so far, and apparently doing that over um what 20 years? 20 years that what that that didn't work out. So I guess we need to spend 20 trillion like immediately. Is that what they're saying? I mean, if if Joe Biden's right about the way inflation works, Imagine the, you know, imagine the world we've been living in if they spent $10 trillion right away and all that money got to change hands and create these jobs and, and demand. 
prices would be falling like crazy. We'd be in a deflationary environment and everything would be getting cheaper every day and your standard of living would be going up and we we could all just uh, ride off into the sunset singing Kumbaya. Or why don't we do that? If a little bit of spending is good, why not a lot of spending? If a little bit of debt is okay, why not more debt? Let's Let's just go full MMT, full pedal to the metal. Let's just do it and get it over with, and then they, they can't have a fucking excuse. We can at least eliminate the excuse. We'll all take the pain, and there will be a god-awful amount of economic pain. Millions of people's lives will be ruined, and we will know exactly what fucking ruined it. And it's not, you know, billionaires spending their own money to fly off into space. It's not rich people. It's the, the Joe Bidens of the world, the, the all of these politicians in Washington... Stealing from you and spending the money on themselves and all of these uh, government boondoggles. Anyway, I I love how he pointed to Moody's too. Like the rating agency, the the rating agency that was taking a bunch of subprime mortgages, no income, no job mortgages that they, they weren't even checking to see if these people had a fucking income and they were taking thousands of these mortgages and marking them triple a rated that moody's the the moody's that was at the heart of the fucking biggest financial collapse we've seen since the great depression that one they're the ones that are in support of this policy they're the ones that come out and say government spending isn't a problem spend some more Uh, of course of course Moody's wants to get their hands on some more fucking cheap cash. What do we know about inflation? What do we know about government spending? The people that get the money first are able to buy all sorts of stuff before the prices adjust to it. There's always a lag. I mean, look at what has happened on Wall Street over the last 10, 12 years. I mean, go back to the March lows of 2009 and then look at the government's, uh, look at the Federal Reserve's balance sheet the stated goal of quantitative easing to create a wealth effect through stock market increases. Look at the the trillions of dollars that have been funneled through Wall Street and places like Moody's. Of course, of course, we are at all-time highs in the market. These guys are making money hand over fist. Why? Why is that happening? Because the government is creating money out of thin air and giving it to them. Giving it to them for free to fucking gamble with. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, imagine going to Vegas and no matter how much you lose, you know you're going to get more money. Uh, the, the, the second you go to an ATM, you just hit a couple buttons and more cash comes out. And when you drain that entire bank account, you get made whole by some idiot in fucking Washington. And then that idiot, that same fucking idiot in Washington goes to the American people who he took all the money from to fund your gambling trip in Vegas. And he says, see, this degenerate gambler in Vegas agrees that we should give him more money. Oh, you think? No shit. No shit. Imagine. Imagine a fucking Democrat of all the politicians, a liberal Democrat to point. And I know Biden's not that fucking liberal, actually, but like. I'm sure the Bernie Sanders of the world agree with what he's saying. Pointing to Moody's, pointing to Wall Street and saying, see, look, these guys agree with what we're doing. These big banks, these rating agencies that 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 almost destroyed the fucking economy in, you know, working in lockstep with the federal government, almost destroyed the world economy. 
They agree with our policy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then the next speech they'll give, they'll talk about how all these fat cats on Wall Street have too much money and we need to tax them more. <laughs> Which is it? And the wealth inequality this and uh, billionaires and millionaires need to pay their fair share. And well, um, maybe stop giving them money. I don't know. Maybe stop fucking around with the economy. Stop intervening. Stop giving trillions of dollars for free to all of these fucking massive banks to gamble with. And then when their bets go bust, coming back to the fucking American people and, and saying you need more money, pretending that you're going to spend it on infrastructure and creating jobs and blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. Anybody that's still falling for this, I, I don't know. I mean, they, these are the same people that are still falling for all the COVID shit. I, I, I am just, I am beside myself. I am just sitting here in awe at the stupidity of the American people. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. You just put on the, the right colored tie and they will fucking drink any of the Kool-Aid. They will eat whatever shit sandwich you shove in their face. He's got a blue tie on. If he had a red tie on and he said he's pointing to Moody's and being like, hey, Moody's wants me to do this. They'd be up in arms. They'd be beside themselves. Oh, you're just a shrill for Wall Street. And they, you got, they got you in their pocket. It's just a giveaway to the rich. All that stuff. And no, no, you change the color of that tie. All the complaints go out the window. Now now we want you to give them more money. Three and a half trillion ain't enough. Make it five. Make it ten. Unreal. Unfucking real how stupid people are. I will I, I, I don't know what the, the solution to this is except to just get rid of government. We just can't do it. We are not capable of um preventing this from just becoming this primal tribal thing where it's like red versus blue, Republican versus Democrat, and no matter how retarded our guy seems, at least it isn't the other guy. We we are too fucking stupid for this. People are not we can't handle it. We're idiots. We're all just fucking idiots. Except for me and everybody else that listens to this podcast that have figured this out. <laughs> but the, for the rest of the fucking country, I mean, this is it. I mean, this, you cannot get people together in large groups and expect them to have a rational thought. I mean, I haven't heard any of like, you know, the, the Paul Krugman's sort of analyze. I should probably look to see if he wrote about what Joe Biden said about inflation. But... I mean, how could anybody say such a dumbass answer and get away with it? Absolutely ridiculous. And I, I don't know what else to say about it, guys. I'll probably wrap there for today. I think I'm probably way over time. Uh, well, well, I can never tell until I, I, I like uh, finish editing the, the tape here. But like I said, I probably won't be back until Tuesday next week. I'm taking a, a, a long weekend here doing a little traveling, going to see some other parts of Mexico. But try to catch me on the actual Anarchy podcast tomorrow night. I think, what did he say? It was 6 p.m. Pacific time is when we're going to get going. And we'll, we'll go for, I think if, you know, past is, uh, and is any uh, indication of future results, we'll probably go for a few hours. It's a lot of fun, you know, I usually have a, a couple cocktails. We're going to be talking point break. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you can get, become a, a supporting listener of their program and you'll get in on the live stream, but if not, it'll be up on YouTube, I think the following week. So maybe that will give you guys some content while I am away. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. 
follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Join the private Facebook group. Become a supporting listener of this show by going to pedalingfictionpodcast.com. And the Friday after next, you can have a happy hour cocktail with me. Shoot the breeze for a little bit with your favorite podcaster. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Fiction.